0: From the roof of the Confederation of Danish Industries building in downtown Copenhagen, Denmark's energy past and future are within view. Ivar Nielsen plays tour guide.
1: You have an old power plant over there, which will be closed when we make the transition here. And see the, the wind turbines just on the waterfront yeah, right. out here.
0: Nielsen is the spokesman for State of Green a public-private partnership representing basically every major industry and government sector in the country, from manufacturers to pig farmers. Unlike in the U.S., in Denmark, the green economy encompasses the entire economy. Nielsen says that consensus started building decades ago.
1: We found out in the 70s that we just used too much energy.
0: Specifically, imported oil. When prices skyrocketed because of the oil embargo, It was a catastrophe.
1: We had to say, never. we'll never see this again, and we must do something about this.
0: Eventually, Denmark settled on developing their own natural resource for electricity, wind.
1: We've had a conservative government, and we have had a a social democrat government, and they've changed uh, time and again. But every time there was a change of government, the energy policy has continued.
0: That's easier in Denmark than in the US. The entire country is smaller than West Virginia, and has 5 million people, compared to 300 million in this country. But Nielsen says having a stable energy policy has been key to transforming the power sector.
1: Because these are investments over 30, 40, 50 years. So when you you have private investors investing in this, they must be sure that the the ground that they are making their investments on, that they are stable.
0: Jesper Rasmussen is also concerned about stability grid stability. Behind
2: the glass, we say that's where the overall electricity grid in Denmark is uh, controlled from.
0: Vasmussen is the spokesman for Energinet, the grid operator. Because renewables like wind fluctuate constantly, he says balancing the grid has become more of a high-wire act in recent years.
2: Some days, the production from our wind turbines will be larger than the total consumption. And some days, there are no wind at all.
0: Rasmussen points at a giant map showing energy flow throughout the entire Danish power system, including exports and imports from Sweden, Norway, and Germany.
2: There's always wind somewhere. There's always nuclear somewhere. There's always solar somewhere.
0: But in order to tap into that, Denmark first had to expand its transmission grid. That's been one of the major constraints for renewables in the U.S. There simply aren't enough transmission lines to carry electricity from, say, Wyoming, where there's a lot of wind, to California, where the power is needed. But Rasmussen says transmission lines only get you so far when adding more and more renewables.
2: If it was easy to manage 10 percent, it was more difficult to manage 20 percent and more difficult to manage 40 percent. And then when you, when you get 60, 80 percent, it would be even more difficult. So at that time, you would need storage, you would need flexibility, smart grid.
0: Storage and flexibility. Figuring out energy storage is a long-term goal for Denmark and pretty much everyone else. But the immediate priority is flexibility, or, in industry speak, demand response. Using electricity when there's plenty of renewable power available and not when there isn't. Jürgen Christensen is the chief technology officer for Dansk Energi, the Danish Energy Association. He says in the past, they focused too much on developing the technical solutions, and not enough on convincing people they're necessary, and more importantly, better than the current system.
2: If I would ask my sister whether she would have a flexible or smart charging of an electric vehicle or, or her heat pump, she would say, well, I haven't heard about it <laughs> today. So that's, that's where we are there.
0: Which is where the U.S. is, too. Electric cars and smart thermostats exist, But for most people, it's not clear why they should buy them.
2: I I think we, in a bit naive way, expected that that will just follow automatically, and I can assure that's not the case.
0: (laughs) Danske Nagy has hired anthropologists and social scientists to figure out how to change people's minds. Christensen expects it will take time, maybe a decade or more. But if Denmark's past success is any indication, they will figure it out, sooner rather than later. For Inside Energy, I'm Stephanie Joyce.